Welcome to the Boss Hijabipreneur podcast for women of faith and business looking to take their careers or businesses to the next level without compromising their faith. If you're ready to begin taking action on your entrepreneurship goals, learn tips, tools, and strategies to execute consistently and manifest the life of your dreams, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Halima de Oliveira, business strategist, three-time author, using the fusion of faith and finances to lead female-led e-commerce brands to six- and seven-figure revenue targets annually. Ready? Let's work. Tune in to today's episode, Already in Progress. Welcome back to the Bossy Jabbypreneur podcast. Halima de Oliveira here, your host of the Bossy Jabbypreneur podcast. So this is episode 62, letting go of the perfectionist syndrome that keeps you stuck. Where does perfectionism come from in the first place? So generally speaking, perfectionism comes from an internal pressure of not wanting to fail or face harsh judgment from others. So according to psychology today, perfectionism is a trait that makes life an endless report card on accomplishments or looks. When healthy, it can be self-motivating and drive you to overcome adversity and achieve success. When unhealthy, it can be a fast and enduring track to unhappiness. What makes extreme perfectionism so toxic is that while those in its grips desire success, they are most focused on avoiding failure. Just I, I just found that so amazing that, you know, a, a perfectionist, you know, wants the best, but their goal is avoiding failure, not necessarily achieving the success resulting in a negative orientation. They don't believe in unconditional love, expecting others' affection and approval to be dependent on a flawless performance. I'm sure that that can be exhausting. I can attest, you know, that type of life is exhausting. So in today's episode, my goal is to get you unstuck. One of the things I strongly suggest is that you seek out therapy to help you with this or people that have been through it or, you know, people that can, you know, help talk you through it. This people-pleasing behavior is rooted in something deeper and will likely resurface if it's not addressed. Trust me, I'm telling you from experience and because I'm a recovering perfectionist. You got to talk about this all the time. Perfection does not exist. Your creator tells you that he created you imperfect and flawed. So the desire should be to do your best with what it is that you have and not necessarily what it is that you think will get you approval or validation. You are worthy of everything in this life simply because you exist. You don't have to be a high achiever or prove your worth to anyone. As you're listening, if you feel like you haven't accomplished, you know, some things that you deeply desire because you're afraid of what people will think of you, this is likely because you are waiting until everything is perfect. Nothing will ever be perfect. And if you find that it is, you've launched too late. I'd say this a lot. I talk about like if your product is perfect or your business is perfect or your book is perfect, you've launched that business, that project or that product, you've launched them too late. You will have so much more fun and learn so much more making mistakes, failing, doing things wrong than you will with the pressure of perfection. You will never feel a thing is good enough or perfect enough for you. And it can keep you from, you know, actually launching. It can keep you from actually starting a business and, and making an impact. It can keep you from launching a book and, you know, people receiving help or support from it. So here are a few tips to stop being a perfectionist and actually get some stuff done. 
Make small changes and create realistic goals that stretch you, but don't stretch you so far out of your comfort zone that they are unattainable. Use SMART goals to accomplish this. So that's goals that are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. I'll give you a perfect example. When I was writing Jenna's first TJAP, when I was writing Jenna's first hijab, it was the first time that I had ever written a book. So I gave myself a three-month timeline to get the book written, to um, publish it, to market it and advertise it, and um, you know to get the sales that I wanted, to get the, the response that I wanted from the community that I was looking to serve. I created an event around it and everything, and I gave myself three months to do that. And even though it was three months, I probably could have done longer. So I would say if you're looking to launch a book, I would say give yourself six months or more. And I'm going to tell you why, because there were so, you know, there were so many things that were involved and it was my first time doing it. I could have used more time for my book to be with the formatter. I could have used more time for illustrations. I could have used um, more time to get my book, you know, from, you know, printing, uh, you know, over to me. Right. And so literally like the day of my event is when the books um, arrived. I had 200 plus people uh, waiting to receive their copies of the book and the books had not arrived yet. So if I were doing it over again, I would give myself six months or more, which is why when Not Without My Hijab came out, probably I would say maybe even seven or eight months before I launched Not Without My Hijab in November of 2017, I started talking about not without my hijab. I've started putting those feelers out there because I understood from my experience before three months was not enough time. I needed more time and not without my hijab ended up being the success that it was because I had that knowledge from before three months time wasn't enough. So I just dropped a nice little gem uh, for you there. So again, goals that are smart, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time-based. So again, going back to that six months versus that um, three months. Practice saying no more often. Um, perfectionists often take, take on too much work to prove themselves to others. Stop um, and work on yourself instead. So stop doing that and work on yourself instead. Improve your skills, work on your business, your project, or whatever the case may be, your product. And remember saying no doesn't make you a bad person or not a team player. When you say no to someone else, it means that you can say yes to yourself. And at times when you, in, in most cases, when you say yes to yourself, it makes you available, maybe not that day, maybe not a month from now, maybe not a year from now, but it makes you available to people later on down the line. You may have now a newfound knowledge that you're more helpful than you would have been had you, you know, offered them that product or service or whatever the case may be um, beforehand. So don't be afraid to say no. The next, and, and I feel like the saying no go hand in hand with this next one, which is delegate, 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 and then delegate some more. Take off the cape, sis. You can probably go to almost every episode um, for the Bossy Jabbypreneur podcast, and I'm saying take off the cape. You know that's our motto around here. So we are taking off the capes and delegating as much of our work as possible. That's what truly makes us a boss. 
right? That we are able to get our to-do list or run our businesses effectively without physically having to be there. That is truly what scaling is all about. That is truly what growing a business is all about, is taking yourself out of the equation and the business is able to still run as if you are physically there. This opens you up to be able to do more. This opens you up to be available to do more. This frees up time to have time to ourselves also um, with our spouses and or um, children. This strategy also works at home. Delegating will teach your children responsibility and also helps them understand the value of taking time for themselves and how it can be more productive than constantly doing. The next is to practice self-care and take time off. Have you ever been in a rut and you keep hitting your head against the wall trying to come up with new ideas or try to solve a problem and you can't seem to figure out figure it out? So walk away from it. Take a walk on your lunch break, take a vacation or schedule time off. When you come back, you will be so refreshed. Um, I talk to um, people all the time. Um, you know, when I go on walks, when I'm out, you know, maybe participating in a sport or even in the shower. Um, when I'm not thinking about that thing that I've been banging my head against the wall or that thing is just evaded me. I can't figure out the solution to a thing. Prayer. You know, a lot of times I have to keep a notebook near me when I pray because I come out of prayer and all of these thoughts um, flood, you know, to my mind. And so I keep a notebook so that I can write them down um, really quickly. When you're when you take your mind and you stop being so focused and so intent on, you know, solving that thing exactly in that moment and trying to prove yourself to other people. I know this and I can do this um, type thing. When you take that pressure off yourself, it actually opens you up to actually receiving, um, you know, the information actually receiving, um, you know, what it is that you need in that particular um, moment. So moreover, um, you know, in front of all of these things that I just um, named, so, you know, the SMART goals, making the small um, changes and creating realistic goals, SMART goals, attainable goals, <coughs> excuse me, practicing saying um, no, um, you know, delegating, delegating, and delegating some more, and then practicing self-care, the 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 concept that you know encompasses all of those and probably you should look at before you look at any of those is to accept who you are and accept where you are um, in your journey. A lot of times, um, you know, we're we're sad or we're upset um, because we're not further along, or you know, we're we're depressed even, sad even because we're not further along um, than where we are right now. And in some cases, um, you know, we're not supposed to be there. We're supposed to be in this space that we're in right now because uh, there's something that we need to learn. Perhaps there's something that we even need to teach. There are people that have been sent, you know, at this level in the journey, we're having these difficulties or we're going through this particular experience. And by being in this space, um, you know, we can attest to a test or we can attest to something that's happening and it will in turn, you know, help that group of people. Perfectionism is a defense me mechanism and in most cases um, stems from childhood or stems from some type of experience that you had early on where someone made you feel inadequate. You don't have to consistently be doing to prove your worth. God made you you're here and that makes you worthy. Um, you know, I remember um, in the color purple, um, Silly says, you know, uh, but dear God, I'm here. 
I'm here. I'm here. Um, you know, she was talking to Mister and basically saying to him, like, okay, I may be. Oh, this is what she says. I may be poor. I may be black, and I might may even be ugly. But dear God, I'm here. So I may be all of these things that you, you know, that is your perception of me. I may, I may be all of those things. Maybe you're right about, you know, all of these things that you're saying about me. But I'm here, and so therefore I'm worthy of being treated well. I'm worthy of, you know, being able to go after the things that I want to go after, being able to have the accomplishments that I'm looking to have. I'm worthy of these things, but you don't have to prove that outside of yourself. You, if it's something that you believe, go after it and go ahead um, and, and do it. And then while you're doing that, don't attach your worth to your accomplishments, right? So don't attach your worth to, oh, I got this degree or I got this. You're worthy because you're worthy. You're worthy because, dear God, you're here, right? Um, so don't also don't attach, um, you know, your your worth to those um, accomplishments. Those outside of you have been judgmental or compared you to other people is a shortcoming of theirs. Um, and that exists within them. So you can end the cycle and, and just be kind to yourself. Accomplish the things you want to accomplish in your life for you, right? Do the things that you want to do for you. Do the things that you want to do because, you know, it's like I say, I want to become the best version of myself. That's not for anyone else but me. Only I know, only I know when it is that I've reached the best version of myself. And, you know, only I know that. Only I know once I've reached um, that thing, and that's because it's something that I've set for uh, myself. And as I move up and as, you know, I reach that level of, hey, this is this is who I wanted to be or this is what I wanted to, you know, accomplish by this time or whatever the case may be, you know, I can say to myself, I can say, okay, you reached it. Now we're going to set the bar to the next level because I believe that you can do more, Halima. But that's not about me showing anyone else. That's about me um, doing something for myself and 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 wanting to put out into the world what I want to put out into the world. So I pray that that makes sense and that that is helpful to many of you um, out there, inshallah. So, um, you know, they may have compared you to others. Again, that's a shortcoming of theirs. So accomplish the things that you want in your life for you and not for the approval um, of others. So many people are unhappy because they spend their lives seeking someone else's approval. I cannot tell you how many people that I listen to who has who, who they've married someone who they don't necessarily want to be married to, but they did it to make their parents happy. Or they're in a profession that they don't want to be in, but they did it to make their parents um, happy. And, you know, on the flip side, I have seen so many people that went into a particular profession or field to make someone else in their life happy. And they pumped the brakes on it right in the middle of that career. And they said, you know what, this is not something that I ever wanted to do. It's no longer, you know, serving me. It's not serving me at all. And they went off and they started to do, um, you know, what they wanted to do. And the beautiful thing about that is they're thriving in that particular space because that's where they're truly uh, meant to be. And perhaps that, you know, becoming that doctor, becoming that lawyer or becoming that thing that someone else outside of you wanted to be was you people pleasing or that perfectionist and just trying to get the validation and approval of a loved one or someone, you know, who essentially wants what's best for you. But what's best for you is not their interpretation of what's best for you. What's best for you is your interpretation of what's best for you. You know, Allah, you know, he has his, you know, he set the 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 precedent for us, you know, of what is best for us. And then us falling in line with that and, you know, being in the dunya, being in the world and looking for that thing, you know, that sparks um, joy, um, inshallah. So the shift and the change can start with you. 
you will see once you start to change the notion of perfectionism, you will see that you get more done. Will it be perfect? No, but it will be your best. Execute with the best um, intention um, with the information and resources you have at your disposal today. You can always make improvements and shifts as you go. So go for it, sis. And I, as always, I'm praying for your success. My inspirational quote of the week. I really enjoyed um, putting this one um, together and looking it up and researching it. Um, I think it's absolutely um, excellent. And so I pray you enjoy it um, as well. If Allah does not um, expect perfection from us, then we should not expect, from, expect it from ourselves. And it's explained in this excerpt I found from an article by the Al-Quran Academy. Jibril alayhi salam asked the Prophet wasallam, tell me about Al-Ihsan. He said, it is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as if we can see him. For although you cannot see him, he can see you. Nasai. Isan is not always um, expecting perfection um, from yourself because the only one who is perfect is Allah. Of course, as Muslims, whenever we undertake a job, we try our best to make it excellent. But that does not mean that we spend a week doing a job that usually takes only one day, just so that every nick and corner is honed to perfection. That is excessiveness in religion. I'm going to say that again. That is excessiveness in religion and is disliked, to say the least. How to make a balance then, or how to have balance then. Strive for excellence, but not for perfection in its absolute sense. This will come automatically if we are aware that Allah can see us, and that is the basis for Ihsan. And Allah knows best. Please join me um, in my next episode as I chat with writer and Philly-based educator Jamila Tompkins-Bigelow Tompkins for episode 63, Beyond the Single Muslim Story. Peace. Assalamu alaikum. This has been another spectacular episode of Boss Hijabipreneur, brought to you by BUNHD LLC and the Not Without My Hijab stage play. To find out more about services for women of faith and business and the next city up on the tour, visit www.bunhd.com. It is our hope here at BUNHD that after each episode, you will be empowered to have a deeper connection in your spirituality, personal, and business relationships. As women of faith, we have a responsibility to learn our religion, apply it to our daily lives, and to make a positive contribution in our local and global communities.